Um, excuse me, Mr. Nicholson? Jack? It's, um, it's, uh, it's time, time for the Joel Mahalik Show. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Yes, sir, and welcome, everybody, to the program. Wow. Thanks for being here. Glad you're here. It's the Joel Mahalik Show, and oddly enough, believe it or not, I'm that guy. I'm Joel Mahalik. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you guys had a really good week. I wasn't on the air last week. It was the It was the holiday and the unofficial start to summer, so I hope you were doing something cool. Or something fun, I'm hoping. Uh, but welcome in, welcome back. Here we are. Uh, we are now into June, half a year, gone like that. Where to go? I have no idea. But uh, if you want to hang out with me online, check me out at joelmahalik.com. That's joelmahalik.com. That's my home on the web. That's my little corner, my little piece of real estate. On the World Wide Web. Remember when we used to call it that? Back in the 90s, we used to call the internet the World Wide Web. It's funny how how names and words and phrases and things change, but that's what we used to call it. Uh, the internet used to be known as the World Wide Web. And as far as I know, or don't know, as it were, it could have a new name. Maybe the internet is not the right word now. I'm not sure. I should know, but I really don't. I don't know what happens to the lingo. But anyway, while you're on the World Wide Web, God, that sounds so cool. While you're on the World Wide Web, you can also check me out on Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. Other places to reach me at. I'm also on Instagram, but I don't know my handle over there (laughs) right now. The point I'm making here is is that I need a drink. So give me one second. I'm still fighting this cold. I'll get into that in a second. But my point is that I'm making about <clears throat> joining me is a lot of my fans and a lot of my friends, also friends on Facebook, I have left the the personal, the regular Facebook side. So you really got to find me at JM Talk at the Joel Mahalik Show on Facebook and you can still hang out with me because you can still message me. You can still post over there. So you can still hang out and tell all your friends about it too so they can go there. I've deleted my apps. I'm not going to the personal side. You know, the drama and the... Um, it's just, I, I can't take it. You know? Uh, I, I just think that the, that the Facebook part of social media, I mean, social media as a whole, and we've talked about this before, this is no surprise to anybody how I feel about it. But I left it because I just, to myself, I said enough is enough with, you know, the, the intention of being able to socialize on this new electronic medium so you don't have to socialize outside anymore. 
boom, boom, boom. But even the original plan for it, I think, has failed. Because you cannot converse with anybody rationally. You cannot... Uh, you can't. You can't be friends. I mean, I've 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 made and lost friends on Facebook because of political views and stances on different news subjects. And I mean, that's not being social. That's that's antisocial, right? That's the opposite of being social. It's being antisocial in all different ways. And whether it's for a long time or forever, I just don't want to partake in that. And so I've. I put it aside, and I'm just concentrating on. I have some Facebook pages. Uh, I can communicate with Messenger, and of course, that's through those pages or or not. But these are ways that you can reach me instead of Facebook personal. I'm sorry, reach me on Twitter, the Facebook page. I do have my computer page, Delaware Valley Tech Rescue, on Facebook. You can catch me over there. There are places to get a hold of me at. And when we reintroduce, or when I reintroduce the Facebook Live events, they will still run from the Facebook page. So we're covered. But I just wanted to let you know, if you're listening to the show, and you're also a friend of mine on Facebook, and you're, like, and you're thinking to yourself, I haven't seen him in like two weeks on Facebook. Because I'm not there. I don't feel like I need to be part of that social experiment any longer. And so therefore, I won't, is basically what I'm getting at. But wow, all those minutes gone, just trying to tell you how to hook up with me online. So there you have it. <laughs> but really, folks, joelmaholic.com, you can stop there and you can get everywhere else. It's like it's like the crossroads. joelmaholic.com is my crossroads. And when you get to my crossroads, then you get directional signs to go everywhere in the Joel Mahalik universe. The Joel Mahalik nation, as I call it, that you are a part of. And I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, I have been sick. That was a, that, that, so that was a, it was a two-part reason why we weren't here last week. One, I wasn't here because of the holiday. I went away. You went away. We all went away. And part two was, is... You know, you remember two weeks ago I was complaining about the rain that finally stopped after like six or seven days. And when it stopped, I wound up on on the tail end of that with a head cold, which you can probably still hear now. But don't I sound cool, man? So I had this head cold. I'm still dealing with it. I'm at the tail end of it. This is like the worst time of the year, am I right? To get upper respiratory colds, head colds, any kind of cold or flu bronchitis. This is a terrible time of the year to have this. But here I am. I have it. I'm still I'm still dealing with it. But I'm here for you. Why? Because I love you. So there is that. So what do we got going on tonight? I you know what? Uh, it's uh, it's like potluck. You're going to you're going to sit there and listen and uh <laughs> I'm going to get through this with some with some interesting stuff. Uh, I, I was juggling, I'm glad I had the extra week because I was juggling, uh, two finalists for the Wombat of the Week, very difficult to do, but I finally settled on one. And don't forget to check Facebook because when I find really doozies on the internet, I will post video Wombats of the Week or video Wombats and maybe I'll, I'll come up with some title for them. Right now I just call them Video Wombats of the Week. And I just put another one up today, this morning. No, my days are off. A couple days ago, I put it up. Uh, you got to see this wombat uh, trying to get over a fence. 
But anyway, so uh, <laughs> some secrets to better passwords and fewer hacks. That's going to come up later on on the show, and we'll talk about other things. Now, <clears throat> we were not here, obviously, last week. It was the holiday. What holiday was it? Well, if you're living under a rock, Monday past, this past Monday, was Memorial Day, the annual celebration of Memorial Day. Now, Memorial Day is a national holiday set aside for remembering those Americans who died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. This is not to be confused, people, with Veterans Day, which celebrates the service of all men and women in the United States Armed Forces serving or have served. So that's the difference. A lot of people kind of confuse them. In fact, I noticed during the holiday weekend that it it was being interchanged. So there was a lot of people thanking veterans and there were ads on the radio thanking veterans. And I'm, I'm happy for that. I talked about that before. Every day of the year should be we should be thanking our veterans. So I appreciate that. But you know, I was once, I had my sights set on being a history teacher. And even though that dream has come and gone, I still like to share history and knowledge, and I think that I want to talk a bit about some interesting history surrounding Memorial Day. You see, the largest tradition that still happens to this day is the decorating of soldiers' graves or entire cemeteries with flowers or American flags and such. And in fact, that's kind of how it started, as Decoration Day. But though Memorial Day was not made an official holiday, through an act of Congress until 1971, I bet you didn't know that. The practice of memorializing soldiers who have died in battle for this country can be found long before the American Civil War. In fact, in April of 1866, the women in Columbus, Mississippi, laid flowers on all the graves of both the Union and Confederate soldiers, and that was to pay tribute to their sacrifices. Union and Confederate. See, no separation. We're all one. In May of 1868, General John Logan, who was the commander-in-chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, called for a national holiday to decorate soldiers' graves, thus giving birth to the unofficial Memorial Day in the northern states in that same year. Even though it was after the Civil War, there was still a lot of animosity, and there was still north states, south states. Okay, you don't need the full history lesson, or maybe you do. So remember, Memorial Day is not all about the hamburgers and the hot dogs and the fireworks. And it's not just a three-day weekend away from work. And that's how a lot of people view it. So I'm hoping that while you attended parades in your town or, you know, you were having some fun or maybe some barbecues, wave that flag high. Were you waving it high? And I'm hoping, not only on that day but every day, that you take a few moments to think about family members or friends or friends' family members who fought bravely and died protecting your freedoms, your freedoms to do all these things and so much more. And so, with all that said, I want to leave you, well, I'm not leaving you, but I, I want to leave this subject matter, you know, and then we'll, we'll move on. I want to leave you in, with the immortal words of President Abraham Lincoln, who once said, but in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us the living 
rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. So, happy Memorial Day, and I hope that you took those moments to honor those who gave that last full measure. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my little history lesson about the holiday that we just celebrated. And as I said, I had brought that up this week uh, because as I went through the weekend myself, I'll I'll repeat, uh, I, I heard a lot of interchangeability with other holidays about the military. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because every day, every time I see a veteran... Every time I see a soldier, somebody in uniform, law enforcement, I'm always thanking them. This is like a daily thing for me. So I'm okay with it being interchangeable. But I thought to myself, you know, there may be a lot of people, especially the younger generation, who are not schooled as well as I think they should be being schooled. And I thought maybe I'd bring forth a little bit of history lesson there. And it, I, I might do that for some other holidays. I think it's important to know where we came from, where holidays originated from, where different things originated from. And I think it's important that we keep remembering because if we don't, and that's like a, been a big thing lately. Like I, I'm, I'm remembering, like not remembering, but reminiscing lately a couple weeks now about the old neighborhood I grew up in. and th- And I think to myself, these things will go away if we don't really focus a little bit on the past and remember. And so I hope that you remembered somebody or, you know, uh, gave some thought to that. You know, it could be distant relatives you don't even know. could be people in your lineage from 200 years ago, 150, 160, 165 years ago. You don't even know them. But a name on your family tree. But if they died on the fields of battle then they deserved to be honored last weekend. And and always. Don't you always want to remember and keep that memory going of what your forefathers did and what your relatives did and, you know, things like that. And I say thank you. And thank you to the families. that You know, that's another thing. The families, too. How about the families of these people that gave that last full measure? They're very deserving of our remembrance as well so there you have that i will stop rambling about that and since we do cover sometimes what's going on today i want to bring up for the last couple minutes before the break today is uh national every june 3rd insect repellent awareness day now i want to bring this up because i know in this state and i know in other states the tick problem 
is really become a problem. Southern Delaware, New Jersey. There's a whole new breed of tick in New Jersey. And I think it's important, more important than I would have ever, if I'd have seen this other years on a calendar. I would not have thought it as important as now. You know, our, we have our, 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 our little fur baby. She has a collar, flea tick collar, one of those eight-month collars. Seems to be working well. We haven't seen anything on her. And this past weekend, we were down the beach. And uh, when I was walking her through a natural preserve, I made sure that I sprayed from like my knees down to my shoes with insect repellent because, I mean, when we got down there to the campsite, within five minutes of being there, my wife had found a tick on my shirt. Now, I haven't been anywhere yet. And so, because we're doing days of the year here on the program, and I want to bring all this great information to you, I want to tell you that if you live in some of the really bad states this year with bad tick problems, I want you to be aware of that. And so it's important this month to pay attention to it being insect repellent awareness. Make sure that you're following some protocols so you don't get tick bites. Tick bites can lead to everything from diseases to uh, allergies to death in animals as well as humans. So make sure you keep a can off with you when you're hiking adventuring uh you know do some of the other protocols pant legs into the socks light clothing so you can see them if they're on you spray yourself down with off and be safe and be and be aware it's awareness so you should have off at home you should have off when you go camping hiking even to the beach even to the beach i just found out this week that ticks can blow around in the wind which is probably how i got one on my shirt so be mindful of silly things like that. And I'm going to talk when I come back from the break a little more about my trip down to the beach. i got to talk about the flies. I still have headaches from the flies. I just don't get it. But I want to tell you about it. Why? Because I have to tell somebody. And you're the one who happens to be sitting there listening to me. And you're listening to me here on JoelMahalik.com. That's my website. Also at Facebook, JM Talk. Twitter, WQYB Radio. So don't go anywhere. Hang out. I'm going to get a drink. You go get a drink. And I'll cut you back here in 90 seconds. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Oh, man. Welcome back to the program. Can you believe this? Do you relate? Who out there plays Heyday? All right, I play Heyday. Gives me something to do in a very here and there. 
these derbies, man. They got these derbies. You got these tasks to do. I'm on a pie task. 24 pies to make in like a day and 17 hours, right? I All I had to do, all I had to do, 8.30 this morning, was pick up the last three pies, and I would complete my mission. Did I do that? No, I did not do that, because that's that's what happens. I, <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating, you know? It's so frustrating. It's a good game. It's a good game, and it's just really frustrating. I'm very frustrated now. I just happened to, during the break, look, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to get those pies off this morning. I failed again at my task. I failed. Anyway, welcome back. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. Join me at joelmaholic.com. That's where you can go and get all the past episodes. That's where you can go and listen to the show on Sunday night at 8 o'clock. joelmaholic.com. You can also join me on Facebook. In Facebook? Join me on Facebook, not in it, on it, at JM Talk and Twitter, WQYB Radio. And uh, in the coming weeks, we'll get you my Instagram stuff, you know. Because if, you, if you're just tuning in, I said earlier, I'm not on Facebook personal anymore. Too much BS for me. So, um, okay. So, last week we went down the beach. Okay, Delaware beaches. In Delaware, you call them, they say Delaware beaches. You're going, you're going to the beach. If you're in Jersey, you're going to the shore. Well, we went to the beach. And um, the campground is, it's near the beach. I mean, it's not, we weren't camping on the beach or staying on the beach. Anyway, the flies down there, even when the wind was going. It's funny because we were down there like two weeks before that. And it was those little gnats. You know, you can barely see those gnats. But then they take a bite out of you and you think like Dracula is sucking down on your neck. But this weekend, these flies, and it was all different kinds. They didn't all bite. Most of them were a nuisance. Okay, most of them were just, and they tried to land in your ears and your eyes and you know, constantly on the back of my neck. I don't know, is that a thing with flies? Can somebody send me a message at Facebook and tell me, is, is that a thing with flies with the back of your neck? Like I just didn't understand. I'm like, is that where is that where all the sweet meat is on my body? I couldn't figure it out. But they were driving me crazy. So I'm I'm putting together this um, this um, uh, sprayer, one of those commercial type sprayers. I'm putting it together for for my beautiful wife. And so I had the wand part in my hand. Now, mind you, it's just plastic, right? So I have it in my hand, I'm trying to put it together, and I'm uh, swatting these damn flies constantly. And the one time I come up, because one was like right near my eye, I come up to, to kind of brush, just some brush in front of my face, and the wand cracked me across my eyeglasses, and now I have uh, this gouge, you know, in my anti-scratch. Now I have this gouge, and the problem is, is my eye keeps getting drawn to it like it's a like it's a piece of dirt on the lens, or a, like a smear. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh, online eyeglass places, and it looks like I'm heading that way after this past weekend. So <laughs> I guess I am due for a trip to the ophthalmologist, or optometrist, or ophthalmologist, whatever. The eye doctor. Here I come. So I don't know. I'd like to hear from you if you have the if you have any input on the behavior of these flies, because they're they must come from Jamaica because they're Jamaican me crazy. 
Anyway, um, all right. So <laughs> that's my that's my story about the flies driving me nutsoid. Um, I want to take a moment out. This is really important. Uh, I want to take a moment of this show to talk about. We need to think about and send some positive vibes and thoughts and prayers to the people of Ellicott City in Maryland. Have you heard about this? While we were all making merry this past weekend, uh, there were some pretty rough storms that rolled through some areas here. In fact, we got hit for four hours nonstop, thunder, lightning, and rain, torrential downpour down at the beach. And Ellicott City in Maryland two years ago had what they called a thousand-year type storm. Like once in a thousand years this storm comes up and it flooded the town, obliterated this small town. But they persevered, they rebuilt, and they were practically rebuilt. And they got hit again last weekend with a worse storm than in 2016. I, I feel very bad for these people. All that work that they went into to put that town back together and they have to do it again. And they will. They're, they're already saying they will do it again. But can you imagine? Have you seen some of the videos that came out on different news outlets of the water running down Main Street up to the top of the first floor, first story of these buildings? You know, there were one or two really good videos, and that's you know I don't I don't even feel right saying that really good videos. Oh, they were good videos of the Russian water. But they were. I hate to say that, but they were. They were well recorded. And one of them, I was looking at it, and I thought to myself, I first of all, let me back up. I always tell people, you can mother nature, you cannot let nature out of your sight. And water, you really need to be careful with water and this was a, an example I'm watching this one video and I thought to myself I cannot imagine I do not want to imagine I don't want anyone to have to imagine that kind of raging water that kind of anger in that water the devastation I, I just cannot imagine. In the town I grew up in, when I was one or two years old, there was a flood in that city. It was right on the on the river, but there was a flood that, I mean, I if it affected the exact area of the city where we lived in, I certainly don't remember. But it really makes you think a little bit more about... The people who go through these flash floods, floods caused by torrential rain when they live on the banks of some sort of body of water, the people who go through the fires out in the Midwest and the, and the West, the people in Hawaii dealing with the volcanoes. And one look at that, min, that, that on that video for a few minutes really brought that home for me. And I'm always concerned when there's an event like this and I follow it 
and I, you know, and, and, and I pray and I, I light, you know, candles and I send positive vibes and, and whatever I can, you know, you, you donate to a good cause. You, you hope that the donations go to that cause and, and you do all these things and, and, and I do these things. But that video of that flash flood really makes you think about all of these things. It made me think about all of these things. And I think we have to take you know, some time to think about that. If you haven't already, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go and follow up with that. And so you can see, you know, what they went through. And, and thankfully, you know, uh, the governor has pledged support. And, uh, you know, so and, and there's other organizations in other states, you know, they're, they're pledging their, their support. But to go through that, a thousand year type storm. Twice in two years. It just, I, I, it, it. It is unbelievable, it is unfathomable to me that they went through that. And so my thought, my heart goes out to those people in Ellicott City, Maryland, as they once again will have to mount a recovery period to rebuild their town. Um, okay, uh, moving along. I think I promised you. I never promised you a rose garden. Okay. Uh, I think I promised you uh, some ideas for better passwords. Now, <clears throat> this is uh, this. This has to do with security. And since everybody is on the World Wide Web, that's my new word for come going old school with what I call it. It's the World Wide Web. And we're all out there in one form or another. Uh, also, you hear a lot of technical things on this program because if you're a new listener, uh, then you will find out right now and you'll come to learn that my profession is technology. So I like to teach people and I want you to know valuable information about technology if I can bring it to you. And we make it a topic on the show. We have some fun with it, you know, and, and things like that. But it's getting really bad out there. It's getting really bad out there on the World Wide Web. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, or a week and a half ago, um, Twitter asked the, their users to reset their password as a precaution after they found a bug in how they stored passwords. Now, Twitter is far from alone because in March, my fitness pal which is a diet and fitness app owned by Under Armour, revealed that data from 150 million user accounts had been compromised, which may include scrambled passwords. Now, that that's not all. Let me just click over here into this other window because right before the show, I found out that fitness app Pump Up leaked health data and private messages. So, see, this is like this ongoing problem. That just is not going to go away. It's almost like every week, two times a week, you're hearing about some service or some website or some credit card service or something being hacked, being leaked, losing passwords, losing personal information. 
and it's driving us crazy, us in the technology field. When I say us, that's what I mean. We're going nuts over this. We're going nuts. So what's been going on for the last couple of years, and it's really coming to the forefront right now, is they want to get you into the habit of changing the way you do your passwords. You would not believe, I meant to have it, I don't have it in front of me, I'm not going to waste your time going out and looking for it, but you would be amazed at the top 10 most commonly used passwords. It, it, it would blow your mind. Personally, for me, I don't have a password that is less than 26 characters, and I mean all the characters. So, you know, that's, that's okay, but they're even saying that they're saying that you should maybe switch to a phrase or a sentence, and then you mix up some capitals and some numbers. And what they're saying now is definitely you should your password should contain more than eight characters. And the reason for that is because they said most hackers can crack, you know, less than eight pretty quickly with the different algorithms and the software and the hacking tools that they use. And then once you go above eight, it becomes increasingly more difficult for them. And the other side of that coin is, if it's eight or more, they're more apt to just go by. Like, they don't want to be bothered with long passwords. They can easily crack smaller passwords, and they can get a ton of them cracked. So that's kind of, that. that's the thing. So I tell people, personally, I would do 12 or more. You know what I mean? I always want to I always want to exceed the standard a little bit. And this is your this this could be your livelihood. Identity theft. When imagine, if you will, imagine if you will that a password that you create and can change could be all that stands between you and your identity being stolen. So they want you to do uh, some different things here. Complexity is the driving force, okay? Um, as you go beyond 14 characters, it becomes more and more difficult for someone to crack that password. So that's why I said, so I'm saying 8, 12, you know. So uh, they test, CNBC tested, um, they worked with IBM and IBM security offices in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and they... Uh, wanted to try cracking a password. They ended up in just over two minutes, they cracked a password, of course, which was password one. And that took only just over two minutes to crack. Okay. And then they tried a new password, capital C, capital N, capital B, capital C, so all capitals. Small letters is at, and then all caps again, IBM, dollar sign, dollar sign. Sounds pretty complex, but it actually cracked it in less than two minutes. Less time than it did to crack password one. So as then you get into these 12 and 14 characters and longer, and it's not worth the time because with hackers, they got to get in and out. So I guess the bigger part of the coin, I said it was halfsy, halfsy. The bigger part of the coin is they're not going they don't want to waste time on it. They want to get what they can get and get out. Because they're selling this stuff, right? 
So they say the other problem with passwords is people use similar patterns. They're using similar passwords on different sites. That way they go, well, I got six good passwords. They're all kind of the same thing, and I spread them around. Well, that's not very complex, though, and that's the problem. So one of the ideas that came up in this article was they're talking about, hey, um, I, already, uh, I already told you, go long, go 14 or better, and mix it up. But they're also saying things like use a password manager. Consider using a password manager. Now, I know people who use password managers and they're relatively happy. I'm also the guy that reads the newsletters and, and gets the tech news and remembers when these password managers were cracked. And cracked and hacked, stacked, diced and sliced, and information was sold. I know people who use password managers because they literally have hundreds of passwords. And the password managers that I like, even though I don't use one, and I'm thinking about maybe doing it, the one that you want to use if you're thinking to yourself, I should get a password manager. The great thing is, is you make one complex master password for it. And then the password manager makes random passwords for all your different services and sites and programs, etc. And you don't know it. You don't know it. And they're complex because they're auto-generated using algorithms that... You keep this software up to date, and it keeps that up to date. And the idea is, hey, I know my password to get into this manager. And the manager knows when I go to this site, it puts the password in for me. It's random. It's tokenized. It's hidden. It's masked. It's truncated. It's all these great things. That's the kind of password manager I would recommend. Also, last thing on this is use multi-factor authentication okay given the issue with all these password problems it's best to add additional layers almost every service out there will do this they'll let you have multi-factor authentication hey i logged in but we're going to send you a text now comes to your phone you put the code in it knows it's you or some other variation of that and that's a good idea too i tell everybody to do the two-factor authentication Okay, because you can't be too sure. And I've actually proven and showed my employer and other people examples, real-life examples of how two-factor authentication could have stopped or would have stopped a hack, an email hack. So, all right. <laughs> so that's it. I want you guys to be safe. So consider a password manager. Consider more complex and longer passwords and randomize them. Mix them up. Stop using four or five passwords for 700 sites. It's going to catch up to you. All right? So, got some amazing things on the last segment of the show coming up for you, uh, including the Wombat of the Week, which is a wowzer of a Wombat. And that's coming up right after this break. I'll be right back on the Joel Mahalik Show. So, I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. 
Hello, everybody, and thanks for coming back to the program. It's the Joe Mahalik Show. I'm Joe Mahalik. You can join me at joemahalik.com. That's where you can listen to the show while it's on the air on Sunday nights. And also, you'll see on there that there is a whole list of the podcasts. You can go back and download the podcast, listen to them on demand, record them. Listen, record them, put them on a bunch of CDs, right? Put them in the envelopes, do me a favor, and just send them to random people, right? Let's get this audience built. All right. So anyway, you can join me on Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQIB Radio. There are the different places you can get a hold of me. It's the last segment of tonight's show, which will lead up to the finale of the Wombat of the Week. And we'll talk to you about how you can get involved in Wombat of the Week later on when we get to that point. But I, I was just talking about passwords and such, and I'm always... Uh, uh, yeah, leery of anything that comes in the, in, in the email, and you should be. You should be leery. You should always be on the uh, on the offensive or the defensive when it comes to uh, emails. Now, this email came to my spam. I used Gmail, and it came to my spam, and so it's okay. But I always go into my spam, do a quick rundown, make sure there's nothing in spam that shouldn't be because I have the opportunity to tell it not to go there. And I saw this email, and I'm like, I've got to save this in here so I can read this to you. Typically, we tell people when someone's trying to fish, PH, fish, or scam them in an email that it's very poorly written. But let me, let me, let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. I'm going to read you this email that I got that is not really all that poorly written, but still, it has the signs in it. So here's the email I received. Good morning. I am Robert Lee. I am an American soldier presently on active service in Afghanistan. I served with the 3rd Infantry Division in Iraq before thousands of my lucky colleagues were pulled out in August last year, leaving me among the unlucky ones drafted to Afghanistan where I am serving presently. I found your contact details in an address journal and am seeking your assistance to evacuate the sum of $7 million to you as long as I am assured that it will be safe in your care until I complete my service here in Afghanistan. This is not stolen money, and there are no dangers involved. Do get back to me with your response, and I will forward more information to you. My email address is lrobertlee41 at gmail.com. Uh, respectfully submitted. Now, of course, nothing... Nothing seems out of place here. I mean, everybody's going to email you every single day and give you $7 million to hang on to for them as they evacuated out of a foreign country. Uh, so, And, of course, there's no dangers involved. Okay, No dangers that when you send me your Social Security number, I'm going to take really good care of your personal information. So there are still warning signs, but it, it, it's, it's probably 90% more well-written than any other spam email that I've seen in a long, long time. But I wanted to share that with you because, one, it's funny, uh, and I wanted to put I wanted I wanted to put that email address out there. I think we should all spam that email address: lrobertlee41 at gmail.com. I think I am suggesting and recommending that we all spam that email box with scams of our own. So, um, but it did, as I said, it did show up in my spam box. My spam folder, so I'm okay with it. That's where it belongs. I can dump it from here, but it just came across as uh, as interesting in the fact that it's not as crappy 
as most of them are written. Most of them are just such poor English. So it tells me, actually, as a learning lesson here, it tells me that the scammers are getting wiser. Quick drink. So be on the lookout. But as long as it goes to spam, it's okay. But it's the ones that get past that and get into your inbox. This is not a plug for Gmail, but Gmail has really great spam protection. And so other email services do not, especially work email. Like we had pop email at work for a long, long time. And then we switched over to Gmail and it was mainly for that reason. That was my number one reason for wanting to go to Gmail rather than Office 365 or something else or stay with pop because it took so much workload off of us in our department having to chase down spam. So be careful with those situations. And I have I have clients that as as recent as this week are calling me and telling me that the phone scams are getting out of out of control. So don't buy into them. Remember, nobody's going to call you on the phone and say, "Hello, this is uh, Derek from Microsoft and we know you have a virus. We're here to help." No one's going to do that. They don't know what you have. Just hang up. Hashtag just hang up. That's the hashtag. Just hang up. Just hang up. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> just hang up. It has been a wild week. I don't know where this weather is coming from. It's, uh, you know, the official start of summer is not here yet. The unofficial start is here because that was last week, Memorial Day. But the f- official Summer hasn't started. It's been muggy. We've had a heat wave or two already. I mean, we seriously have gone from winter to summer. And then it's like every day it looks like it's going to rain. It's just got that ugliness to it. Now I'm telling you, Mother Nature, I have things to do. I've already had to postpone uh, doing my roof, redoing my roof because you're off your meds or you're heavily drinking or I don't know what your problem is but we've already had a reschedule I'm telling you right now mother nature I will not reschedule that again now you know I will if I have to but it's getting old I have you know team of people we're waiting to do it and I just want to get it done I don't want to sit there all summer long I mean this is we've been trying to get this done for over a month She's a whack job. You can't trust her. So. But, I mean, there's just strange weather everywhere. Already talked about that. We're going to move on. So, we have this segment called Wombat of the Week. If you're new to the show, it's, you know, Wombat of the Week is stupid people doing stupid things. And there's so much news out there, I cannot sift through it all, I cannot find it all, and I, I, right now, currently, I'm the one who's got to make the final decision here on the show for who the Wombat of the Week is. So you can get involved. All you got to do is send me your news stories, links to your news stories, of stupid people doing stupid things. You can send them several places. First of all, you can just go to Facebook at JM Talk, and you can message me. You can also email them to me at wombat at joelmahalik.com or 
you can email them to me at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. So there's all these different ways you can get me these stories because I just cannot sift through them all myself. Which is a is a problem if you think about it because think of all these people doing stupid things. It never ends. It never ends. So... You send them in, and right now the idea is, the theory is right now, is that I will f- come up with the winner. I had a really hard time this week, in the last two weeks actually, took a week off. Really hard time trying to figure out this one, but I finally did it. But um, you have to, uh, if, if you contribute, this is what we're doing now, and I vote for it. But when the audience continues to grow, we're going to have... Like three wombats of the week, and then we're gonna throw it out to you to, to vote on it. That's that's the idea. Live voting. Okay, we deliver the stories. You know, maybe we switch it from the end end part of the show to near the beginning, and then you guys vote on them throughout the course of the show, and then we announce the winner at the end. That's the plan. That's where the plan is going to go. So, anyway, so I will. Tell you about this wombat of the week. Now the story is a couple is a couple months old, but <clears throat> certainly, if it didn't come to me until it came to me, I can't even believe this. I don't know if you know the name Rodrigo Alves, but he's also known as the Human Kenda. And uh, a couple months ago, he talked about his rib removal. Now, I will post a picture on Facebook of Rodrigo Alves. I may post a couple pictures so you can see what I'm talking about. But he's the human Ken doll. So, uh, without further ado, I'm just gonna. It's a it's a pretty short story. I'm just gonna run through it because you know it, it, that way I don't have to. I I don't want to have to speculate. The bullet points. When you hear the name Rodrigo Alves, you may not know who it is, but when you hear the name Human Kenda, you immediately conjure up exactly who this guy is. In the latest series of dramatic plastic surgeries, Alves has undergone a drastic procedure to have his lower ribs removed. His reason? He didn't want to get his blazers altered. In an interview with the British program The Morning Show, the eccentric fashionista <laughs> revealed that he had to have, he had to continuously get his tailor to adjust his suit blazers because they would never properly fit around his waist. Now, with four of his ribs removed, Alves can fit into all of his blazers. He originally wanted six ribs removed, but he couldn't find a surgeon anywhere in the world who would perform that surgery. Thank God. <laughs> I, I inserted that. Finally, he settled to have four ribs removed. However, in doing so, he has given himself some added risk to his internal order, organs because now he has to wear a men's corset to give himself added support post-surgery. The procedure was carefully executed to ensure that Alvis's spine would still be protected and that minimal intrusion could be avoided to help protect his organs. Following the procedure, he now keeps his four ribs in a jar to show off whoever he pleases. 
To date, Alves has undergone surgery so many times that it has cost him well over 500 pounds, which is 707,000 U.S. dollars. Uh, the rich Brazilian model and personality inherited a large sum of properties, investments, and money from his grandparents, including a large investment that pays for a large majority of his income to this very day. When he was asked about how many procedures... Alves said to the morning show, my advice is don't do what I have done. I don't need 60 surgeries. I might have only needed 10. And then he goes on to explain that, quote, I do not encourage others to do this, but I am very happy this has changed my life from water to wine, end quote. Now, before I finish this, I should add that my lovely wife actually found a, I think it's a newer article, saying that now he wants a sex change operation. According to Alves, he is the only man in the world to have the procedure done, noting that it is a very popular procedure in Hollywood, but it isn't talked about that often. To date, Alves has hard work done in his body, including Botox filters, fake six-pack transplants, over 10 nose job surgeries, which included a botched attempt that got him featured on the popular series Botched, pec implants, laser eye color adjustment, numerous liposuction procedures, calf shaping, hair transplants, and of course, the current rib removal procedure. So, there you are. And that is my choice for the Wombat of the Week. And it was a tough decision. And that's probably because next week you'll find out who the other one was. But I will post pictures. You will not believe. You will not believe what this guy looks like. It's horrifying. I mean, he thinks he looks good. He's gone from water to wine. That's fantastic. You look like shit. That's my opinion. He looks terrible. What he had done in plastic surgeries to his face and his cheekbones and all that. I mean, he actually looks fake. He does not look human. And then what's creepy about it is down around his throat and neck and then his hands. Then you see the, the, the different coloration colorization from his face. And it's ghastly. I'm sorry. It's as ghastly as the, the, the isn't there a woman running around, the human Barbie doll? Had all those surgeries so she can look like Barbie. Dudes, get a life. Get a life. I mean, why waste all that money for that? Is there nothing else you can do with your money? I mean, I guess if you have the money, you can flaunt it. You can do whatever you want. I understand that's true. But... This will be better after the show when you go to my Facebook page and you see the pictures. Then you'll understand. And some of you may think to yourselves, how did he not just win Wombat of the Week? What could have made me have such a tough decision? But it's true. So, you will... And then, of course, those who are like curious and interesting like you know I, I mean I am 
I listen, I can get real lost on the internet. I can get lost on the internet for a long time. And when you see this, you'll probably get lost doing some more reading about him. You can look into the new, uh, the other news stories about how he wants to now be a woman. And, um, you know, I don't know what he'll pay for that. I mean, you know, $707,000. I mean, who just has that money to throw away? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, um... I can get lost on the internet. I'll, I'll be watching, I'm sorry, the World Wide Web. I'll be watching TV and I'll look something up that I see on TV or on a TV show and I'll, I'll get curious. And say, oh, who's that actress? Let's do something simple. Who's that actress? And then I'll go and look it up. And the next thing you know, while I'm watching the show, I've been to like 150 different web pages and I'm 130 pages away from the actress. You just get lost. You follow links, man. That's how it is. It's just like being on the information superhighways. Just like going out on a random trip on the real worlds of America. Not knowing where you're going to go. Just getting lost and see what happens. And that's what happens to me on the internet. On the world wide web. But anyway, folks. I think that's almost about doing it for us this week. We will have to continue our fantastic meetings next week on Sunday night. I want to remind you to stop by joelmahalik.com and check out the show right there. As soon as you log on, bam, it's right there in your face. You can listen to all the previous shows, and I'm getting some great compliments. I want to thank everybody that sent me some great messages and emails about being sick. Uh, I am feeling better. Still the tail end. Thank you very much for your concern and your thoughts and your prayers. I'm so happy that we have this back and forth. And I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're listening to the show. Stop by and see me at Facebook at JM Talk, or at Twitter at WQYB Radio. There are the various ways you can get a hold of me. And I hope that everybody uh, is doing something enjoyable as the weather is trying to figure out what it wants to do. But please, above all, be safe out there. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. We'll see you next Sunday here on the Joel Mahalik Show. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 